Channel. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. So we got a great show for you. A lot of football this past weekend. Two Monday night football games, which I predict both winners. I also want to talk about the uh, the winner of the Washington and the uh, which game was that Washington Redskins game and the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys which was a huge game. Uh, as always, I got Ken on Ken from the ATL. Which yeah, I'm, yo, thinking about, I'm thinking about changing the name of the show, Ken. We got to get off some suggestions. We got to get on the fan page, the uh, Facebook fan page. And uh, throw out some suggestions what the name should be. Um, yeah, we should change the name. We, I don't know what you think about that. Uh, we're going to at least get some Whatever the fans, Whatever the fans decide, that's what we go for. Okay, you got one in mind right now? Or are you going to wait till uh, the fans decide? Yeah, I was thinking about that, the Ken and Sometimes Kwame show. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to talk to. Uh, uh, Ray Ellis about that, man. You might want to get, <laughs> get your own show. <laughs> Ken is sometimes from the show. Well, you know what? And never, and never hear Coach Coach Rich. <laughs> yeah, Coach wouldn't even call in. Coach wouldn't even call in. I, I think he, he may call in later, though. He always he always show up. He always show up. Let's, hey, what about them games, man? Let's talk. But let's go right into this. Hey, let's jump into it. It was just so much action this weekend. Yeah, and, and remind me before we out of here to talk about the foundation stuff. Cause we did that. We had a great deal at Molly's this weekend, uh, and I may talk a little bit of Fox. Uh, not Fox, but uh, Old Fox Sports was good too. But we'll get into that. But I want to get into the uh, the Ravens Jets game, and, and I want to know what you think about it. But I tell you right out the back my opinion. Yeah. I thought the Baltimore Ravens, I thought Rex Ryan wrote a check that not his team couldn't cash, but his offense couldn't cash. Now, his defense played well. His defense did things to win a football game. But he forgot to tell Brian Schottenheimer that this is what we're about. And Brian was listening to it like the Baltimore Ravens was listening to it. Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, um, when, when Sean Green fumbled twice, and he's your feature back, you don't take him out because you don't want this guy to lose confidence in what he's able to do throughout the year. Okay, now the Baltimore Ravens with this handicapped uh, secondary, Foxworthy didn't play, uh, Reed didn't play, uh, one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, he and Adrian Wilson, Reed didn't play, and then you take no shots downfield, and, and it's, it's confusing to me or why you wouldn't do that when you have a, a guy like Sanchez who you tried to groom in a lot of parts of the last season. And then you come in this season, and you don't go down. You don't go downfield, and maybe because it was the um, uh, Baltimore Ravens. But again, Baltimore Ravens had a makeshift secondary. They had a punt return guy, special teams guy, uh, Brown. I think it was playing corner. Uh, you didn't have Foxworthy. You didn't have Ed Reed. Uh, and why wouldn't you take those shots? You have to go downfield regardless of who you playing in the National Football League at least three to four times. You can't and go downfield when they got pressure. 
and in my opinion, you, you know, you, you see, you came in late. You didn't hear what I said. I didn't bring really, Brian Schottenheimer. He didn't. He didn't manage that game well. You playing the Baltimore Ravens. You don't change who you are offensively. You make the team. You you make teams tailored to what you're going to do and what you want to do when you go in the game. And you're a coach, and you should, you should know this. Well, you want I to heard what you said from the get go about you the Baltimore control, Ravens. But you want to control the game from from where you coaching it from. You don't want a defense dictating what you do on offense. Okay, like like the. Um, like uh, the cornerback, uh, Revis, when he came into the game, did you see him on Anquan? They not crazy. He didn't He didn't go through all camp. He didn't go through the hard knocks training with um, all-season workout camp installed. He did He did all-season workout. He didn't do the camp. You think they were going to put him on Anquan? Anquan had about 800 and what it was it, uh, 110 yards, seven receptions, 110 yards, 38 long, but they won't put their best corner on him. So that's controlling the game. That's 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 playing it smart, and that's what the uh, offense of the New York Jets did was try to play it safe and play it smart. Didn't take shots on a wounded uh, secondary in the Baltimore Ravens. You said didn't have pressure. A three-step fade. You don't need pressure for that. You don't need to protect long. Don't fade. need pressure for that, but still, you still got the second. You still got two of the best linebackers in the National Football League, and Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs. You got pressure coming up front when you can't. You know, pressure is a it's a pain. You know, if you can't get past that pressure, you know, no matter how many times you try to go downfield, it ain't gonna happen. The receivers and the Baltimore secondary wasn't a, really a makeshift secondary. Those guys, those kids came in there and they played what they were supposed to play. They, I mean, they, they, um, they guys, them guys don't play. They make shift. Why is it a makeshift offensive? We got a makeshift receiver core for the for the Jets. That's their fault. I mean, they got guys on suspension. They got well, guys on suspension. Thank you. And you got fumbleitis. You got every, both teams had fumbleitis. I mean, you know, your Sean Green on Ravens twice, loses one. There is makeshift. Them guys don't play. Them guys don't play. If Foxworth didn't read the game, they don't play. They special teams guys. They get their turn um, when they get their turn, and, and, and by that I mean in two a year or two. Everybody don't come in as a starter. I mean, they get their they come in having a position. He may come in as Brown may come in as being a corner. But Brown came in as also a special team uh, return guy, so he has the only reps he get is going against the number twos in practice. He's not going against the number ones. That game last he, night was won and lost on uh, on uh, mental mistakes. That, that game was won on loss on you're right, mistakes. but it was also uh, lost for not taking chances. Who doesn't take chances down the field in any football game? You take those chances down the field. I don't care who you playing now. I, and, when I came on, I said, when I started talking about this, I said, Rex Ryan wrote a check that his defense held up to, but his offense didn't. You don't take, you don't have a chance like that when you don't take chances downfield. It was a bunch of penalties in that game for no reason. The New York Jets had 10 penalties in the first half. That's three or four games. That's three or four games of penalties. 10 penalties, that's three or four games of penalties. Mm-hmm. Let, Ken, let me hear your opinion on it. Uh, I think that, that that game was just won and, and, and lost by Baltimore and the Jets on just both sides of the field. Um, the weather conditions were horrible last night. Uh, Santonio Holmes, a deep threat for the Jets, is not playing through the suspension. Uh, I think Brian Schottenheimer just couldn't trust his receivers. Nobody would catch the ball and hold on to the ball. Uh, when they do he, uh, catch the ball, you got people like Ray Lewis coming out of nowhere, just playing like a, a man beast out there, just knocking the ball out of the out of their hands easily. There were just too many fumbles. Um, I think this team wasn't expected to go in here and uh, and just you know to 
really just played up to the weather conditions, which it shouldn't be no excuses. It's, uh, these teams play in bad weather conditions uh, at some point throughout the year, uh, both teams, but just going in there last night, they just weren't prepared for it, uh, a la uh, Sean Green. You bring him back in the game, and you throw just a little screen out to the uh, to the to, to the right out there, and he just drops the ball. Uh, I mean, that just you know, he just had not used to playing in that in, in the weather conditions. So these are um, AFC North teams. Right 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 these are AFC North teams. The weather should be a problem. Weather shouldn't even be an issue in an AFC North. You gonna have no, bad weather. You gonna have mm-hmm. bad weather. These guys played in bad. Most of these guys, I say, a good percentage, ninety percent of these guys. Grew up playing in bad weather. In the AFC professional football, there shouldn't be an issue that you can't catch the ball. Now, I expect a game like the score of 9 to 10, 13 10, when you play a Baltimore Ravens and a New York Jets team like that, who has similar defenses. But when you don't take chances, you don't give yourself a shot. You don't shot. You, no one, nobody, you guys cannot tell me this is okay in a football game with this weather condition. 10 for 21 with 74 yards. No deep threat. Nobody. The longest reception was 18 yards. And that's well, you the also and that's, got, that's you also got understand The longest that. reception was 13 yards. I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken. It was 13 yards, and I'm sure he didn't catch it at the 13 yard, and that was it. He probably got yards after the catch, but that's still the longest reception of the game. Yeah, well, we also got to conservative play calling because of the way. We also got to understand something too: is that as many turnovers as there was, no one really capitalized on these turnovers. Right, and I, I I noticed that too. You know, hit, uh, Flacco throws a pick and fumbles. You know, they the Jets get three points off of his one turnover. You know, I just don't. You know, again, what you what we got last night in that first game with the Baltimore Ravens and the uh, the New York Jets was exactly what we thought it was going to be a defensive game. You know, points would come in as a, as a in a minimal minimum. And um, you know, if whoever had, whoever had the ball last, whoever capitalized on opportunities, uh, was, the, was the ones who were going to um, win the game. You know, Willis McGay he fumbles the ball, comes back and gets a you know five yard touchdown run. You know, he did what he needed to do. It just Joe Flacco was putting the ball in the air. You know, T.J. Hushmanzada, along with uh, Anquan Bolden and Derek Mason. You know, that's a the Ravens now. They know they can win games. They can you know they can baseball score you if they have to. And that's what they did when they won a Super Bowl. They was holding teams to such points and and, and uh, yardage like this. And that and that year, they were the best team. Uh, I think they became the best team ever to, uh, as far as holding teams to the least amount of points in a season. Uh, and and that's what you expect from Baltimore Ravens. But I also expect that from the New York Giants because you take on the identity of your coach. And Rex Ryan is like that. He he has Wilson, uh, the, the rookie over there. I think he went to um, Boise State. Pretty good guy, but he got exposed last night. But he's gonna get. I think that's a guy that's gonna get better. When you run into defense like that, Rex Ryan is not worried about if you're on an island by yourself. He's not worried about you going against this receiver. We ran the same off defense, and um, when Buddy Ryan was the head coach for Arizona Cardinals, we we had a Nate Williams. So I think it's pertinent for uh, Antonio Cromartie to become a superstar this year. He's going, he's going to sell or he's going to fail because they're going to throw this side. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to make a play. And he made a play last night. He made a big play last night. And, and as you said, Coach, they didn't capitalize on those situations where he intercepted the ball and go 61 yards. They didn't capitalize on that because the New York Jets had, I think, about four, three to four turnovers. 
whereas the uh, Baltimore Ravens had two fumbles and an interception, one interception by Flacco from Flacco. Uh, but they didn't capitalize on that. But I think I also put the onus on Brian Schott having an offensive coordinator. I just can't see with all that weaponry you have on there. Forget about Santana Moss. You still have Braden Evans over there. Uh, forget about those guys. You still have um, who's over there? Cartree's over there. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't make it yet. So uh, late in the second quarter. Right, but that's but that's what I'm going back to. Now we talk. We talked about to the. We talked about the weather. But you also got to put this on the uh, offensive coordinator. You have to take shots in the football. I don't. I have never seen a game where you don't go downfield. Never. Right. Even on third down. And even on third down, and you probably on your 40-yard line, you take that shot. Let's just say it's an interception. Then that's good as a fumble because you're playing in a certain game where it's going to be defense, 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 and, and, and the interception is not going to hurt you on third down. But you have to take that shot, keep them guys honest. You never get a chance to back those linebackers off you because they never worry about you going deep. This is Kwame Lasher Sports Sometime Rich. We came from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes, finish up some Baltimore Ravens. We talk a little Kansas City Chiefs and San Diego Chargers when we get back. We'll go around around the league. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities join host nick murphy for heroes radio hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars it's sports community entertainment and fun and it's all part of heroes radio Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sometimes Rich we came from the ATL show. We are back. We talked about some Baltimore Ravens. We we all three had uh, different opinions on it. Uh, but you know, we we we'll put it on our Facebook and we'll see what the fans think. Can can it go hard on that? Uh, in my fact, you know, I need to get up there myself. Also on the Facebook, we think about changing the name. We don't know what we're going to change it to. Can want to change it to uh, Can from the ATL? Sometime Quam and Rich show or something like that. He said, No, never Rich show. Never rich. Oh no, never, ne- 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 never comes on. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes calm and never rich show. <laughs> yeah, it never comes on. Oh, well, he be going oh, hard on. He's trying to have less time than you have. <laughs> hey, but I, but you know what? I do want to see. I do want to see what uh, with the uh, fans. Then we got enough fans on the fan fan page, so we should uh, we should get a good amount of names that we might like. But we'll do that. Um. You know, I want to talk about that. Uh, also, we talked about the Baltimore Jets. I, I want to talk about that Chargers and that Kansas City game. But let me t- let me ask you guys a question about this. Uh, and I'm not surprised about this. The Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. You guys watching that game? Did you guys see any of the highlights? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did. Watched some of the game from uh, from where I was at. You say you didn't? I said I had a chance to watch some of that game from where I was at. Ken, I'm sure you was in a bar. I mean, they got like 50 TVs where you be. Yeah, yeah. Bar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that, that wasn't the long guy around about, me, too. The you got about that game is that you lay loose Bob Foster. I mean, Bob, uh, what's the cornerback? The, the safety, number 21, Bob, whatever his name is. Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. They lose, they lose Bob Sanders. They all, all of a sudden now they, they just get run up and down the field by Arian Foster, who last year wasn't a bad – uh, running back this year came out first game and he just said, "What well, I'm here. Hello, world, I'm here." Now can he re- can he duplicate that? Can he duplicate that? Well, he did against one of the teams that they they is supposed to predicate themselves on stopping the run. But when you when you got Peyton Manning over there and he's putting up those numbers and and you are always up probably by two scores on teams, then you could take chances with your offense. You know that's a fun game. Anytime mm-hmm. you up two scores on somebody and your defense is doing a certain thing, you can take those mm-hmm. chances. And the score ended up being 34-24, but Houston had control of that game the whole time. I, I'll, yeah. say this, that, <clears throat> I'll say this, that uh, I, would wonder what, I wonder what took so long for Houston to get over the hump. And i like to hope this is a chance or call this getting over the hump because the, the – uh, and they call it a surprise. They've, they've always been in those games. The Indianapolis Colts had dominated that division for the longest time. And in a 24-34, if you can put up 34 points on teams like that, with Arian Foster having 231 yards, rushing yards, 
Um, he had a long for 42, and I'm not so much concerned with um, Bob Sanders being in or out the game. Bob Sanders in and out the season. Uh, there's been some times where he missed, I think he missed a total past two years, missed a total of about 20-some games, man. I'm not concerned with those, get this guy. Uh, when he's on the field, he's one of the best safeties, one of the most aggressive safeties in the game, but you worry about what's yeah, in the game. The and, 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 that's what I, and that's what we were talking about with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, well, Arian Foster was already running up and down the field on Bob Sanders already before he even went out that game, for what I saw. Yeah, he was running up and down that field from start. So it, it's not. I know Bob Sanders was in there. He couldn't stop him. No, Bob Sanders was already in that game getting ran over by Arian Foster. Right. <laughs> when you got a guy like that, when you got a guy and you'd like to see him come out and do it again, um, I'm talking Arian Foster, but you know what? It might have been just his day. You know, everybody has their day. I'd like to know what Steve Slayton uh, had disappeared to. Uh, I was glad to see that uh, Matt Schaub, he didn't put up great numbers. He was 9 for 17, but 107 yards. But he didn't have to do a whole lot when you're rushing for 231 yards. When you have a running game, and that's, and that's controlling the line of scrimmage right there. If you can control the line of, line of scrimmage, you'll have teams over there talking about, well, they can't um, pass on us. Well, they can't pass on you because they don't have to pass on you. Um, uh, Sharp has nine for seventeen, one hundred and seven yards, one touchdown. His passing wasn't that wasn't that great because he did throw an interception. And on the other hand, Manny has forty. Um, he attempted fifty-seven, completed forty, four hundred thirty-three yards, three touchdowns, and no interception. Now that's great. Now that's great. But all those numbers came when they were trying to come back. Uh-huh. Uh, you have you have uh, Carly, uh eleven receptions. Clark had 11 reception, who um, who I think is his favorite receiver, 163 yards for Carly, 80 for um, uh, Clark. Uh, Reggie Wayne had 99 yards. Um, but that game itself, I think the Houston Texans finally, and I hope they finally got over the hump in that division well, where, they, where they can be more dominant. Check this out, Paul. How about this? We didn't even talk about this yet. Uh-huh. The last few, few years that uh, Houston's been trying to get over that hump with Indianapolis, it was their passing game that kept them in the game and not the rushing game. But check this right. out. The rushing game got them over the hump. Did you hear about Andre Johnson scoring a touchdown or getting 100 yards receiving this game? Not at all. No, he, he had three receptions the last three yards. years in the NFL. This man didn't even uh, crack. I don't even think he had 50 yards receiving and not a touchdown. No, he had 33 yards. Yeah. three receive- He had three receptions. Uh-huh. 33 yards, and Ken, you hit the nail on the head, and this is the same guy who was holding out from a five-year contract after playing two years of it, or was it an eight-year contract? After playing, I'm sure the coach might know, but after playing two or three years. I don't think he was really holding out. He was just, I don't even he think wasn't he holding out. He was, he, he was, he, you're right, he wasn't holding out. He was demanding uh, to restructure his deal. Hmm. Demanding restructure his deal with about four or five years left on it. Um, now, I'm just saying that to say this. Arguably one of the best receivers in the game, if not the best in the game for the past few years, and that's where the uh, lead was Fitzgerald, Anquan, and all those guys in there. Um, but he had three receptions for 33 yards, as long as 21 yards, not a touchdown in that game, and that's a credit to um, that running game they they developed, and hopefully they developed a running game with uh, Arian Foster and Steve Slayton over there. Uh, but they used to win; they used to stay in those games, like um, Ken said, through the passing game. Let's remember one thing. It's week one. Uh-huh. 
It's week one. What, they just we got 18, off, more, they, 18 more weeks of you know, 18 more weeks of football left. It's week one. You know, we yeah, three okay. years, we get guys who come in the first game, second game, or first game of the season. They do, this, do that. Let's see what happens after week three, week four. Where these teams are. You know, you know, you know what we're doing right now in week one, and I agree with you. So I don't get over uh, confidence by team doing this or doing that. But in week one, the Houston Texans beat the Indianapolis Colts, a team that's dominated that division for a while. That's the team they have to get over the hump with. Yeah, it's week one, but they want to know in Indianapolis Colts are zero and one, and it's week one. Now, I'm, and Indianapolis Colts have won four; they were fourteen two last year. They've been in the playoffs seven straight years. That's Peyton Manning. That's the that's the team they have. Uh, not a lot of superstars, but guys, role players who go in there and get it done. This is a team who dominates the Indianapolis Colts. It's week, it's week one, and I agree with you all the way on that. But you're talking uh, about the Houston Texans who've been last night. eight and eight, nine and seven, uh, eight and eight and ten. I mean, um, eight and eight, 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 Ten games went ten and six, and still can get in playoff because of that division that they are playing in. But that's what I'm saying. They've they've always been right there, that average team at best, average at best. So in week one, they beat the best team in their division. So that's a credit to them. Now I'm not. They got fifteen more games to play, so we'll see what happens after this. But at least they started off well, and they didn't even have a great passing attack. So if they can balance that out, like Ken was saying, I mean, you got to watch for Houston Texans probably. They got a chance to um, be on top of the division. One thing I will say, you probably disagree with me, and Ken probably will too. That's what Ken does. Um, <laughs> disagree with me, no matter what. Uh, but, uh, I think that Mitch is a quarterback. I think that you know, I still believe in Matt Lauder. I still believe in the quarterback. And that year, Matt Lauder came out when Houston picked fifth, I think, and Arizona picked fourth. And Arizona You're going to pick. You're going to drive, man. Your phone breaking up. I just maybe just don't yeah, mind. Yeah, just maybe just don't mind. Maybe in um, I don't know. But, but matter of fact, you know what? Since we didn't hear that, I'm just gonna go ahead and disagree with him anyway. Whatever you said, okay? I can hear. Okay, coach, still on? I think. Okay, he must have. He must have got off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, he said something about Matt Liner being picked when the Cardinals had their pick. Uh, my, my liner is where he might have went anyway and should have went anyway. Uh, in my opinion, my liner has not learned a thing playing behind Kirk Warner. Every time he's on the news here in uh, Arizona, it's almost like a complaint. He's complaining. I don't see any stability. I don't see any confidence in his interviews. And he's a quarterback. And I don't hear – he's a quarterback. And I like that he, you want your team to um, – to, you want your team to – uh, come around you and, and and be and trust you that you won't get the job done as the quarterback for our football team. And, and it's, you, you, did you mention leadership? Yeah, leadership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there was no leadership. Uh, he was doing all the wrong things off the field as a starting quarterback at one point in the National Football League, and now he's still in his fourth, maybe fifth year, still has a. Um, battling for a quarterback position, quarterback spot after the absence of Kurt Warner. So, yeah, that's a whole different story in itself. Maybe he should have went to the Houston Texans out of the draft and uh, not and the Arizona Cardinals. Did you see the game that uh, uh, Anderson had uh, over the weekend against St. Louis? 
that was the kind of numbers they expected Liner to put up. Those were some current water type numbers that man put up. And this is the reason why he lost his job. And I think we was talking about this during preseason. I said, Arizona better hope that uh, Kurt Water, uh, not Kurt Water, uh, Matt Liner doesn't lose his starting job to Anderson when he comes there. Right. Yeah. I, I remember you mentioning that too. Yeah, he's a, a big quarterback with a big arm who can get that ball downfield, and that's always been Matt Leiner's uh, Achilles heel was his arm strength. That was that was his only question, uh, even going into the draft out of USC. His arm strength wasn't the best that they can get the ball downfield. Uh, was he right. very accurate in the short game? Yes, but this is the NFL. When you got receivers like Larry Fitzgerald or Steve Breston, you need them receivers to fly downfield and, and, and go catch the long one. And that, that liner was just unable to do that. And this is why they brought in Anderson, and this is why Anderson has won the starting job and why he started week one and why he won. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. We'll talk a little bit more on that. I, I do want to talk Arizona Connor since we uh out here. This is Quantum Lots of the Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We'll be back in two minutes. we finish up some uh, Cardinal football. Got to get into that Washington-Dallas game. Uh, we'll go around the lead and talk about some other stuff. Two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. 
We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We are back. We left off talking about the Houston Texans over the Indianapolis Colts. Also worked our way into the Matt Lina as Coach Phone was breaking up. Uh, he was mentioning something about Matt Lina, so we went into the Cardinals. But I do want to get back into the Cardinals uh, situation briefly. Uh, they did have a big win on the road in uh, St. Louis at Edward Jones Field uh, Stadium. But I want to go into a minute with Ken before we miss this, and I'm going to time this minute. Ken, you got it. That was called out and didn't show up is in hot water now for beating up on women, but he can't go into the ring with Manny Pacquiao. Yes, I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather Jr. This man got called out by Manny Pacquiao about this mega fight, but the man canceled the fight due to this uh, mysterious drug testing, and and, uh, and and he got called out twice to, to come uh, when he met him halfway with this drug testing, and Mayweather still pulled out, but yet he got the ball to go beat up on his baby's mother. How classic is this? Now, guess what? This man might be facing some serious jail time, and he's going to have to go in there with the big brawlers up in there and defend himself, not fight Pacquiao, but I'm willing to go into the ring with my baby's mother. How classic <laughs> is this? i tell you this. He's not, first of all, he's not going to jail. Uh, second of all, if he fought with his baby mother, it's over more child support. Um, the way he throw money, and and we see uh, visibly the way he throw money around. Baby mama, just think, first thing come to mind, child support. She wants some more. Uh, but he's not going to jail. But he is cowardice for not fighting Manny Pacquiao after Manny Pacquiao wanted to meet him halfway uh, just to prove that he was a better fighter, just to prove Pacquiao is going He's a, He's in the Philippines. He's a star already. He's already a global star. Everybody knows this guy puts it on. When he put those gloves on, he's going to war. Um, but not wanting to tarnish his record, is, is that's what I'm thinking, because there's a real good chance Pacquiao will win that game. Pacquiao's a warrior. I mean, he goes in there, he attacks for the whole time. And, and I don't know why Floyd, uh, Floyd uh, Mayweather would take this fight, but uh, now we see he like to beat on his women instead of uh, his profession. Mm-hmm. And, and and the man forks around Atlanta, lives in Atlanta. He's always in the strip clubs. He he throw five hundred dollars at these working girls out here, uh, dancing around, shaking the forum up in the clubs. But guess what? You're gonna steal your baby's mother two hundred and fifty dollar phone? Come on, Mayweather. No, come on now. Honestly, come on, guys. This is a uh, disgruntled female saying something. Now, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't ever put your hand on a woman. I never condone that. But you know, it goes back to saying, like, okay, seriously, did he really steal the phone? Well, probably well, not. He probably tra- bought he, the he phone. He was charged with grand larceny for stealing the man, He took it back. We don't know. All this we're talking about is allegedly all this we're talking about is what happened. Right. 
So yeah. again, you know, when we can go down the line, you know, you know, we all watch. I know I watch PTI and Around the Horn religiously. We, I think we all do when we're at home during the daytime. It's probably one, I know it's one of my two favorite shows. And Good Jay Mariotti, one of the commentators, who always has something bad to say about everybody else. You know, from Michael Vick to Ben Roethlisberger to Dante Stallworth to Ray Lewis, you know, Man, Ken Jones, already. he's already in trouble now. Yeah, Ken killed him on uh, last week or the week before, uh, but you hit the nail on the head. Uh, as far as he's still in the phone, see, that, it's, I'm going on back to Mayweather. Now, him still in the phone, man, he still got some feelings or something with his baby mama. You don't take the phone. I mean, this is what if this is what happened, I'm not sure. You know, it, it all started over to, with, with her, and she, he doesn't approve of the relationship she's having with her new uh, uh, boyfriend. I guess uh, the, the boyfriend has now moved into the house. That's no, what the whole argument was over. He didn't approve of that. And well, can't so, she do that? Uh, but, but this is what's going to hang them. These charges haven't been brought up yet, but they are coming. They're still getting the uh, interview of witnesses. But guess who the witnesses are that he's going to have a hard time with? His own kids. His own kids. son said, told the police investigator, I saw my daddy hit my mommy. That's all that's, you need right there in Vegas. That's all you need. Because you know what? Nanny is saying the kid can be mentally distraught from that exactly. uh, lifetime of abuse, and then the kid needs counseling. And then she getting, um, well, whatever she getting is what she getting. It's probably deserve it. But uh, for him to do that in front of the kids, him to do that, I'm like Rich. We don't, we don't condone uh, men hitting on women. I, I, I got a problem with men hitting women. Then when they're out in the streets, they, they're scared to fight another man. They're so yeah. tough. That's where when they get down the street, they get home, they fight their uh, women or whomever they so-called engaged with. But mm-hmm. can you hit the, you, you got it, Ken. You hit it. If I was fighting, I wouldn't want to fight him now. Like, no, you can, you, can, you can run up for me, but you can go fight your baby mama. That's what's coming yeah. out next. As soon as all yeah. the charges are, are fully filed, I guarantee you that's all we're going to be hearing on Around the Horn and PTI. Yeah, I don't gain any weight from fighting you now. If you you just you beating up women now. What If I beat you, <laughs> so what? You're just fighting women. I don't, I don't want to fight you now. I might go get. I might just ask for uh, Kimbo Slice to come in there and, and get it, get make some money, get a payday. Man, to me, boxing is just right now. Just, there's nobody out there. It's, it's not like it was in the early late eighties, early nineties. There's no reason to even watch boxing. Why would you want to pay fifty four bucks or fifty five bucks or thirty bucks or twenty bucks? Matter of fact, two dollars and fifty cents for a pay per view fight when there's not no one really out there to fight. Right, and they 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 making it a show right now, and and they should because that's marketing, that's the uh, publicity. They, they you supposed to do that. You you got a sport. You ride it to a die like an MMA. They they you ride it out until you drain it with no more money. Look at the wrestling now. I don't know if you guys watch wrestling. I don't, but um, it's a show now. Everybody's up there. The lights are brighter than ever. Um, they bring in actors, actresses into the ring, the square circle. They're doing whatever they can to uh, pub this show and make it more interesting to kids. And you should, mm-hmm. you should do that. More power to them because all this all this thing does is generate money. When these guys get done wrestling, they got about 12, a dozen concussions, uh, and no one's going to care for them after that. Uh-huh. It's, you have the money. It's like boxing. I agree it. with Coach, too. I agree with Coach. Um, there's nobody out there to watch, really, in boxing. Everybody's going to the UFC now. Yeah, everybody's going yeah. More, Af- more African-American fight, fight fans that used to grew up on Tyson, Evander, uh, Leonard versus uh, – Hearns or, or Marvin Hagler versus Hearns. Sugar you know, Ray, Sugar fighting. Ray. Sugar, you know, Sugar Ray, uh, uh, 
Sugar Shane Mosley. I mean, nobody's watching these fighters no more because uh, they're not around. There's nobody that, that that's the second fighters no more. Let me ask Everybody's you Everybody's watching this. the UFC now. And Why? What? What's the purpose of that? I don't get that. Pro fighters and wrestlers are going to the UFC now to fight there just some type of name or money. And guess what? They're going into the ring with these professional fighters, and they're getting killed. They're getting smashed up. But let me tell you, I think this was when wrestling was at the best. Let me ask you guys. Y'all know about uh, Rufus Freight Train Jones or Black Jack Mulligan or... JYD, uh, the, the junkyard dog, the junk, baby. The junkyard dog, man. The, the hands of stone. Uh, was it Ric Flair and his yeah. boys? What was that it? Was Ole Anderson. Was best. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Ole Anderson. Uh, what was his boys called? Uh, the Four Horsemen Four or something Horsemen. like that? Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Four Horsemen. Ric Flair. Yeah. On Anderson. Come on, man. The, the man, the and, man. Um, on the, yeah, on the Anderson. That was wrestling. I, that's when I, I used to watch wrestling. And until I found out, these guys just scraped their forehead with razor blades. But I think there was more physical then than it is now. It's more TV for show now. Wrestle for dough. But them guys, was that was wrestling to me. And maybe because I was younger and, that, and, and shoot, as I got older, you find out what it's real about. But, but it's the same what, thing as uh, women and, and you two guys watching the soap operas. It's the same thing. You know what, Quam? I don't watch soap operas, chump. Number one. <laughs> Number two yeah. is, you know what, though? When we it, wrestling to us, we knew it was fake. When we were growing up, you pretty come on. I mean, I think we all had a, a, a like Santa Claus. We knew it didn't exist. It was just all fake. But No, not me. I thought it was, it was real. It was entertaining, though. It was entertaining. We knew it was right. fake. It was entertaining. I thought it was real. And, you know, I used to watch it religiously when I lived in Phoenix because, every, you know, I used, you know Dwayne Johnson and The Rock. You know, yeah, to me it yep. was funny. It was funny because the ad-libs, the, the promos, and the stuff they would say and would do, would, to me was just hilarious because on, after a, on a Monday night after the football game or whatever the situation may be, after a hard day of work, you got home, you were severely entertained by live reality television. And, you know, that's the key. But now I don't get the UFC. I, I see. I know what it's about. I understand it. I just don't get why you got women. I mean, women who they just you got women and men who just go crazy over this. And it's to me, it's just straight. Yeah, it's real. It's a but, soap opera, man. It's, that's what it is. It's, it's real. We got real knockouts. I mean, these people are, are are getting knocked out within a round or two. That's what. That's what um, uh, boxing has lost. The real boxing has lost. I mean, you got these pro fighters who's supposed to be the next coming of Sugar Ray Leonard going twelve rounds with these nobodies. How I many mean, in the back of the day, Ken? People got knocked out in. Not again. Nobody got knocked, until Mike Tyson. No one got knocked out in the first three rounds ever. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, uh, yeah, I gotta remember this too. Now, as the sport, as, as time go on, the sports change. They also changing those boxing gloves. Them boxing gloves didn't used to have a lot of padding in them. Now they're putting padding in them. Um, I don't know how you protect the guy putting more padding in the gloves that you're going to keep hitting him with. But now as the sports change, that equipment change, I, I guarantee you this, uh, and, and, and we're talking about getting knocked out, and, and, and I want to add the concussions to it. As these guys get more and more concussions, man, I'm, I'm telling you, like any sport, they're going to start having kids, little kids, playing with um, not helmets but some type of protective headgear, um, Playing basketball, I, I guarantee it come to this because of this concussion, and I think they should take this concussion issue very serious because from the time you start playing little league uh, sports where it's physical and there's a lot of contact, I think you should get CAT scans and see where your brain is. I think you should uh, get that and monitor if you want your kid to stay in some type of sport. Um, but we'll talk about Martha. If you guys got anything to say about that, we'll bring it back on the other half. Other than that, I'll go across the board with the scores. And uh, 
We'll decide which game we want to talk about to finish off the last segment. This is Kwame Lasso Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We'll be back in two minutes. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports. I'm Tom Rich. Ken from the ATL Show. We are back for the last segment. Uh, I asked Ken to remind me about some foundation stuff. I always got to shout that out. Um, uh, next uh, next week, uh, guys, we're going to have uh, Shannon uh, N. Smith from the uh, Suns, the Phoenix Suns. Executive, actually, he's the sixth assistant executive director for Suns Night Hoop. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. I wish you guys can get out here for that because it's going to be at the W. Uh, it's just going to be an atmosphere. It's going to be one of those nights. Uh, with, with the Suns Night Hoop, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization, uh, you know, catering more to education, job placement, crime reductions, and uh, recreation programs offer free of charge to the Valley of uh, Most Troubled Youth, uh, men from 18 to 25. I think it's a pretty good uh, thing. So that's why I want to mention it and bring this guy on. Also, uh, maybe Ken, uh, Coach, y'all can get some connections with this guy, do a little networking. Because um, I know, Ken, you out there on the grind, too. It's approximately 60% of the program participates is currently on probation, while the mm-hmm. remaining 40% refuse uh, local social service and police departments. And you know how to, I grew up around that nonsense. 
the participants attend workshops and play and organize basketball leagues two nights each week. Prime time for crime is the, is the slogan. The ideal is to give them a positive alternative to drugs, gangs, and violence. And, you know, next week, I just wanted to tease that right now this week into the last segment, but uh, Shannon Smith, executive assistant for the Suns Night, they're going to do a big thing, man, uh, Thursday coming up, uh, next Thursday at the W. So if you guys can get out of town for a day or two. Well, I wish I could afford to come out for a day or two. On, but, you know, I, I all all the girlfriends you uh, used to have. Huh? All those girlfriends you used to have. Well, I ain't had no girlfriends. <laughs> I had friends that happened to be oh, All female. those friends you used to have, and I got the cool. I put my fingers up. All those friends you used to have. All right, man, let's get to the sport. Y'all, wait a minute. Y'all, now, first, oh, you I did a thing. On, on, the worldwide, on the worldwide net. You need to quit that one right there. Man, ain't number three people <laughs> listening. That's me, you, uh, and Ken. Three people? Three people listening. That's me and Ken and uh, uh, the, who, who, Dion. Oh, Dion, okay, that's all good, then. That's good, then. Um, I got a girlfriend. Look, no, nah, I'm just messing with you, uh, Coach. Don't, don't take, don't, don't get all sore up. I know you had to do an anal check uh, last week. But look, whoa, whoa, you get a little too. Uh, <laughs> you acting, you acting brand new right now, Mister Lassiter. Look, man, let me don't see have me cut up thing, on, the phone, on the on this now. The Kwame Lassiter Foundation was uh, at Marley's on out in Goodyear last night. It was great atmosphere, man. We raised, uh, we raised some a uh, significant amount of money. And what we're doing is our shoe drive too, so that's that's a great atmosphere, man. I know you guys got, I'm sure you got the information on that. The shoe drive, uh, it's coming along. Got a lot of people on top of it, man. We getting the shoes left and right. It, it's fun, and it's and it's some stuff that we need to do more often. Um, uh, we was at Marley's in Goodyear. They they treated us like uh, it was it was first class. We went in there. They, they allowed us to. We auctioned off a helmet, a Tim Hightower helmet. That was good. We did a few things. Um, uh, sign autographs, stuff like that. Junior Spivey came out. Um, Marte Jenkins came out. Marte donated some shoes. Marte signed some autographs. Junior came out, uh, ate for free. And uh, Mark McMillan said he came out, but I had to go to my show, which I do a show every Sunday at Fox Sports. Um, you guys get in town, you definitely want to do that. That's that's great atmosphere. I do a um, NFL overtime at Fox Sports every Sunday. Oh, so is that guys, Fox come Sports on. now? Yeah, yeah, it's at Fox Sports, man. Okay. They, they 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 do it right, man. It's it's fun. Oh, it's fun. It's fun, and the atmosphere, you know, is 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 better than that. last year when I did that Sunday show. Right. So I changed it. I was at another spot, but this year is at Fox Sports, which is a football atmosphere, sports, not just football, but sports in general. And uh, okay. and I, and I, I'm definitely definitely want you guys to come out. Got to get you guys out somehow, some way. We got to pay get the ticket. Um, because I want to do celebrity uh, waitress or celebrity bartenders or coach. You know, you you know, you know, can get behind that bar. Oh, yeah, I have a bar right there, baby. Yeah, celebrity bartending at uh, Fox Sports, and I want to do celebrity waiting. I'm trying to figure out if I want to do celebrity bartending at Marley's or at You can let Ken be the celebrity hostess. <clears throat> yeah, Ken going yeah, to be on the we gonna have, we gonna have, we gonna be on me. <laughs> be celebrity hostess. He's a, so you trying to say, Ken, you must don't know about Ken Rep, man. Ken, he was... He was, he was we wait. If we get this show at night, I can tell you about Ken. We gotta get a night show. I'm just saying. Hey, he hey. always wanna go on me. So I got, when I have opportunity to go, I gotta go on. Coach, I ain't, coach, I don't say nothing bad about you. We go way back. Uh, I don't know, but we go back 25 years. I mean, we do go way. Man, you go back way, way back 25 me years. Ken go back too. I be dogging Ken out too. I be killing Ken, man. When he ain't on the air. <laughs> when I'm on the air with Ken, I gotta get him. Okay, you gotta get him. <laughs> I gotta get him. Well, look, man, you guys gotta get out here for that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. 
putting that. That's in the, that's in the talks right now. I'm only getting guys. I, I'm not messing with all these guys that's so-called my friends. I'm messing with my friends. Uh, so celebrity waitress and uh, I mean waiters, some waitresses uh, and celebrity bartending. That's gonna be fun, man. We're gonna donate the stuff to kids and go out there and have a good time. Pick out charities. Uh, it'd be yeah, fun. Do it after the season. I'm there. <clears throat> after the season, your season. Okay. My season is November. Where we plan? Where we plan? Let me know in advance. I'm there. All right. What y'all guys got going on before we get off the air, man? Uh, we do got Minnesota, New Orleans. We I can talk about everybody lost. Uh, I, I, I wanted to jump into that Michael Vick situation. How great is that going to be to see Michael Vick starting this weekend? Hey, listen to this. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. Who saw the game? We all three saw the game. Hopefully, yeah. Michael Vick should be starting. Didn't anyway. like Mike Vick was back to old Mike Vick. It did. That was Michael Vick in Atlanta three, four years ago, yeah. right there. That Mike. was Michael Vick on them on them dogs uh, three, four uh, years ago. Mike was wheeling and dealing on Sunday, fellas. He looked, and, and and for Andy Reid to got the nerve to say Kevin Cobb is his starter, the way Michael Vick played, and, and granted the circumstance was different, but the circumstance was a lot different for Michael Vick because he came in and tried to had to bring this team back. What was the score, 24-27 or 20-27? I believe right 27, now. 27 but when he came in, it was 20-3. It was 20-3 to uh, in the third quarter. Andy Reid had to say that Kevin Cobb is his starter because he traded Donovan knowing that Cobb would play, probably play the – play himself out of the start in the first six weeks of the season, and then Mike would take him the rest of the way. Then Mike would be the starter for the next two coach, years. Coach, you think he had that much time six weeks in the season? You want to win right now. You can't wait six weeks in the season. I, I think uh, I, I don't have a problem. I think all of us kind of like Cobb and what he did in, in Donald's replacement last year when he was hurt. I, th- I mean, putting those numbers up, and uh, you got to remember some of the defense was an injury. He didn't have a, one of his key receivers, and he put those numbers up. But – when you see Kevin Cobb, or when you have a Kevin Cobb and you have a Michael Vick up there, we want Michael Vick. It's just plain and simple. But see, this is what In the city of Philly, you know how Philly, the, the people of Philly are. You know, they, they love their Eagles, but a lot of Philly fans pretty much turn their back on Philly when they sign Mike. Okay? Yeah, but they, so, they did the same thing when they did Donald. They love him now. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. A lot of people, they, there's, a lot of, there's about a lot of season ticket holders. They, have, they were season ticket holders for 20, 25 years. <laughs> That won't that this that no single tickets no more because of Michael Vick's on the team. But the thing is, is as a head coach, when you trade away your your Hall of Fame quarterback, which Donovan will be probably be the Hall of Fame one day sooner or later for his yeah. stats alone with Philadelphia Eagles. I, I mentioned that to him, and he he looked at me crazy. But I'm like, just keep finishing your career, man. Just keep yeah. finishing your career. And and you had he had to 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 name Kevin Cobb. As a starter, because if you name Mike Vick as a starter, the first question is why we draft Kevin Cobb second, first or second round pick, the first yeah. second round pick. Well, it's the like, same thing back here in Arizona with uh, Matt Lina. Why this guy always competing for a job after four or five years? He's still competing even after Kurt gone. You think he would walk in and learn a whole lot from Kurt and walk in as a starter? But let me throw this out to you guys. Uh, there was only two other quarterbacks before Michael Vick did it last weekend. Had a hundred yards, hundred yards or more passing, and a hundred yards rushing, uh, and that was Randall Cunningham and Donovan McNabb. So if you got a guy like this who can who can be more dominant, when you got a guy who can run and pass, uh, Michael Vick coming in when he came in after the first quarter, he was 16 for 24 for 175 yards, threw a touchdown, no interceptions, um, 11 attempts for 103 rushing yards. He had 31 yards. It looked like the old Michael Vick in Atlanta. 
It's, it's a wrap. I'm telling you. Kevin Cobb will come back in two weeks from the concussion. He'll get his starting job back for that next game, maybe another game after that. And then from that point on, it's Michael Vick's team. I'm yeah, telling well, you, man. my words on that. Because of the nah. way Michael handled himself on Sunday, it looked like the 04 Michael Vick, 03, 04, 05 Michael Vick, and the 2001, 2002 Don McNabb. Coach. All right, well, man, look, we got to get off the air. Our time is up. It was a great segment. I appreciate you guys. Ken from the ATL, Coach B, out there working with that Mount Vernon team. Get it done. You'll get it done, baby. I'm a lot of sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We'll be back next week. Yeah. We're always going to bring you the good stuff to you. Holla. Dion, record this for Ken, man. Let's get it in. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.